You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Talk about grace and humor in the face of terrible adversity. Here is Alex Trebek sharing the news of his dire diagnosis of stage four pancreatic cancer. I'm going to fight this and I'm going to keep working. And with the love and support of my family and friends and with the help of your prayers also, I plan to beat the low survival rate statistics for this disease. Truth told, I have to because under the terms of my contract, I have to host Jeopardy for three more years. Well, uh, that uh, caused some laughter uh, when he was recording that, uh, but certainly it is very, very far from being a joke. Now, since he made that YouTube video, well wishes have been pouring in, and we've been actually getting calls here from listeners who want me to reach out to him as a long-term pancreatic cancer survivor. I will certainly do that. I am certain, though, that Alex Strebeck is getting the very best medical care, and I'm struck that even at this really difficult time, he wants to take the opportunity to raise awareness. And so do I. So I welcome Dr. James Biaggi, and he is the Interim Head of Oncology at the Cancer Centre of Southeastern Ontario in Kingston and an expert in pancreatic cancer. Hi, Jim. Hello, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Great to hear your voice again. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, your reaction to this? It's it's hard. To, I, I'm not sure. I, I know anyone who doesn't like Alex Trebek, even if they don't watch the show. Uh, he he's uh, he, he he exudes warmth, you know, through the, through the TV screen, and uh, and this is uh, I think uh, hit, hit people whether or not they're a fan of the show. It's uh, interesting. So stage four, you know, most pancreatic cancer is found at stage four, isn't that right? Yes, unfortunately. Uh, so tell me a little bit about that. Why is that? Sure. Uh, often the, the symptoms uh, from pancreatic cancer uh, are modest enough that people might ignore them. So a bit of cramping or pain, uh, um, people might not even notice a bit of weight loss over a few weeks. Uh, and, and it just has that propensity to, to spread elsewhere, especially in, say, to say for the, the liver, for instance, um, b- before people finally get a diagnosis. And at that point, it's, it's uh, called a stage four situation. Yeah, when it has uh, spread. And, and as you said, the, the symptoms are kind of nebulous and could be a lot of other things. Yes, we say that about ovarian cancer too, the silent disease, you know. And so it has similar characteristics to ovarian cancer in, in that regard in terms of being picked up later than we would like to see. You know, it's interesting. It is the only major cancer that still has a survival rate in the single digits. Uh, you see different numbers elsewhere. It's around 9%, and that is for all stages. So some people are fortunate enough to be diagnosed early. Uh, some people like myself, I was not diagnosed early, but I am very, very fortunate that a, a solution was found. Uh, so why is that? Uh, sorry, why is? Why is the survival rate so low? Sure. 
so even um, when patients can have surgery, which is the only way to cure this, surgery can only be done if the cancer is quite localized and not too complicated in its structure because the pancreas is is next to a lot of critical blood vessels and things. So even if it's picked up when it's relatively small, it, it may not be able to be removed for a cure. And so whether it's localized, which might be stage two or stage three of the four stages, uh, or it's stage four, this still has, has a bad outlook. And at stage four, we've struggled to find really useful treatments, even to keep patients alive longer than they normally would live. There's been, a, there, as you know, been a few advances in the last few years with some, uh, mainly chemotherapy regimens. Um, what, what's remarkable is a, a disease like melanoma, which had just as bad a prognosis when it was widespread, had probably fewer treatment options than pancreatic cancer. Uh, now patients can do so much better because of immune therapy, uh, which is a relatively uh, straightforward treatment, believe it or not, uh, using the patient's own immune system to tackle the cancer. We haven't seen those uh, immune therapy signals in pancreatic cancer yet, so we're still uh, on the outside, as you say, looking in uh, with a disease that all the other cancers seem to be leaving it in the dust as far as advances. Uh, Interesting with immune therapy, and there are, of course, different types of immune therapy. As you said, haven't shown much promise with pancreatic so far, but is, is the hope still that there might be a type of immune therapy that could work? Sure. I mean, if you look at the the routinely available immune therapies now across uh, uh, Canada, for instance, anywhere in a a standard cancer center, the the immune therapy is based on a, uh, well, it's quite quite a complex process, but but it's a simple treatment that targets one aspect of a very complex immune system that every patient has in their body. And so we're just on the cusp of learning more and, and what other targets we can use to manipulate the immune system against cancers. So, so I, I hold out a lot of hope, even in pancreatic cancer, but in, that, in, the, in the early stages of using the existing immune therapies that are used routinely in lung and cancer and melanoma, um, we haven't seen those signals, but they will come. I certainly hope so. I, I want to give, uh, this is some more, I guess, of the bad news that, um, and, and correct me if any of my stats are out of date, but pancreatic cancer is about the 10th most common cancer. It is getting more common, but it is the third largest killer. Yeah, you've got in, it. It's in cancer, right. and it is on track by 2020, which is next year to become the second largest cause of death from cancer. So none of that is good news. You're you're right, and and though those worrisome statistics just keep worsening through to 2030. You know, 10 years after that, at, at the present, you know, treatment capabilities that we have. Now, yeah, we've we've made some progress from, say, even 10 years ago to now. So the, the, there is more hope for, for pancreas patients, e- better surgeries, better chances at, at removing the cancer, for instance, and even when it's more widespread, better chance of, of, of um, surviving it for longer. It was, it was interesting. Mr. Trebek chose his words carefully. He didn't say he was going to beat this cancer. He said he was going to beat the, 
bad statistics of stage four cancer, meaning he's expecting to put in a heck of a fight. So he wasn't in any way in, in implying that he was going to be cured. And he mentioned a three-year contract. <laughs> yes. uh, so, uh, so he wasn't talking about long-term. Uh, so, you know, possibly he has realistic expectations. And one of the ways where there has been progress is, you know, I, I believe that it used to be that, that most people, you know, survived six months or a year whenever they were diagnosed. And now there are a lot of people who are living longer than that. Correct, correct, and uh, let's hope he's he's one of them. Um, we we just don't know from one patient to another, and you know how how well will he tolerate the treatments chosen for him? Maybe he will get on a good clinical trial that shows some new promise. Um, the, all these things are unknown. I, I don't know where he'll be treated, but ho- ho- presumably at at a, a very good center in in the states. Uh huh. I mean, he is, of course, uh, Canadian from Sudbury. <laughs> I doubt that he has an OHIP card. <laughs> Probably he left or, that a long time ago. <laughs> or that he needs one, though. You know, we have uh, some of the best pancreatic cancer sh- treatment in the world right here in Ontario, and I am uh, living proof of that. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it wouldn't be to say, like, if, if he was uh, planning to have his treatment in Toronto uh, uh, or anywhere in Ontario, I think he would get very good care, absolutely. And uh, so uh, at this point, if he has stage four, which means that it's spread and we don't know how much it has spread, uh, is, he will probably be treated with chemotherapy. I think so, but I mean, I, I don't know anything about his care. But but uh, the other thing, as I mentioned, though, is if he's on some form of clinical trial, it, it may or may not include chemotherapy. So as you mentioned, there are immune therapy encompasses several different ways of, of using someone's immune system. Uh, and and the, the, the complexities of, of each of those types of therapy um, are, are enormous, but uh, he might get on some therapy that doesn't initially require chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that is always possible. And uh, aside from the hope that that we find some kind of version of immunotherapy that works with this. Are there any other drugs or combinations that are in the pipeline that are being investigated right now that could lead to better outcomes? All the time, yes. So, so the um, we often take the success of previous clinical trials and, and uh, where treatments have moved into routine clinical use, and we add to those. And, and those kinds of trials are are going on here and there across Canada, the U.S., and elsewhere. So that's, uh, you take whatever drug me- regimen you have, and I, I believe the the one that is most common for people who can tolerate it right now involves four drugs, correct? Right, this so-called uh, regimen called fulfirinox, and, and you can imagine perhaps adding uh, a, a an agent that works differently than that regimen, uh, but may add to the cancer control effect. Another regimen we, we routinely call gemabraxine, and again, it, it, it 
is that one's a little easier to tolerate, so it's easier to add other things to it, uh, even though there might be some side effects adding new treatments to existing ones. So the, 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 the whole basis of doing clinical trials is, uh, is looking for better treatments, but also making sure it's safe for patients. And that's always part of, of being on a trial. And, and we can't promise patients success that's why it's experimental. Uh, finally, the one thing we haven't touched on here. So, if 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 you know you notice anything weird, uh, and uh, it could be anything, it's GI related. Get it checked out. That's number one. But we don't really know what causes this. But but in terms of prevention, I mean, I think the usual things: smoking, uh, obesity. Do you have anything to say you, about you, that? You've got it. Uh, if, if we take care of our bodies, we may still get cancer, but we're l- less likely to get any of the major adult cancers, breast cancer, pancreas, colon cancer, and smoking and lung cancer have a very strong correlation, of course. So, uh, but smoking seems to increase someone's likelihood of getting other cancers like pancreas. So you bet. Uh, live well, enjoy. Uh, enjoy your uh, healthy life and and uh, you're you're just more likely to to get through life uh, with less problems sure. with less problems and and what would you like to leave us with on this in terms of giving people hope and also what they should do to fight this terrible disease i as you mentioned at at, at the outset that mr trebek you know came right out, gave us his story. Um, it, it, the publicity from this is so valuable. To, so people, people who also have this disease and aren't uh, as prominent as Mr. Trebek or as well-known uh, can, can you know, hope for some, uh, some better treatments and, and better outcomes. And raising awareness has always been a problem because there have been so few survivors to tell their story. And for him to come out before he even start, presumably before he even starts treatment, uh, uh, and, and telling his story gets the word out and gets support for research dollars and for for uh, families and 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 care, you know, loved ones to help take care of people with this disease. Okay, Dr. Jim Biaggi, thank you so much for that. And of course, uh, we send our love and well wishes and all the best to Alex Trebek, who uh, has a, a very difficult uh, time ahead of him. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Thank you for calling. Okay, Bye. bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 